Buenos Nachos, amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers. I'm Peter Ray, your man with no plan. Here with me is my team, my crew, and my co-compatriots. We have Brett. Ohio. We've got Drew. Indiana? And we've oh, got Patrick. Florida. Yes. Uh, yeehaw, everyone. Oh. We're talking about some music. <laughs> I see what you did there. Well played. Uh, we're talking about some music here. We're talking about uh, we're talking about music. I don't know why I'm, I'm trying to clarify it any further. The provider of the said music is none other than yours truly, the guy pointing a pencil at himself. Uh, pencil. A pencil. Uh, we are talking about uh, a fantastic follow-up album. We're gonna we're gonna get a software for it. an album, the follow-up album to an album we've d- reviewed on this show before, uh, because uh, because because I wanted to to uh, see what you guys thought about how they pivoted. Not 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 because it's our most popular episode ever on YouTube. And it got us some, you know, the most hits or stuff like that, or that it's really good SEO. No, because uh, it's a really interesting album, and I wanted to cover it. Uh, we're talking about none other than Baby Metal's sophomore album, Metal Resistance. Uh, this is going to be an interesting discussion, I imagine. I'll start with I'll start with Patrick. Patrick, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Um, I expected little girls singing over the top of metal music because that's what baby metal is. Uh, beyond that, anymore. I, it, I haven't listened to this, uh, yet. Well, okay. Teenagers singing about adults singing, singing metal. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, I enjoy baby metal from time to time. So I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, unhappy to hear them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. What were your expectations coming into this album? Well, I knew that uh, Baby Metal plays metal music. They have uh, three ladies harmonizing uh, over metal music in a very pretty way. And so I was expecting to hear more of that. Uh, Having listened to the uh, debut album on this podcast, my expectations were a little bit different, having already sort of heard their package. Um, that could come out wrong and sort of going into it, sort of knowing, okay, they are going to have some musical talent and they are going to have some composition skills within the band to push this. There is more than just a gimmick here, but the first album is not something that make it in regular rotation for me. Um, but I was excited to see what a couple years growth and maybe a fine tuning would bring to this band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what would be your what were your expectations coming into this album? Well, my my expectations are more about what YouTube comments are going to be like, but uh, we can start right here and just like Petey said, this is going to be the most hate listened to uh, show ever done by us, um, just because of how Google does things and the fact that the people who are going to be searching on YouTube are most likely going to be fans um, that know more about this, and when a bunch of white dudes make fun of the novelty of things they probably don't take it well but i will let you know i am going to be criticizing this on its music value not as not not uh laughing at silly asians you know that's i'm not going to be that guy 
But uh, no, this album uh, is, you know, it's 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 different. It, it, I I uh, I came in expecting more of what I had before, and somebody had uh, had spilled the beans on uh, who was collaborating with the with with the, with the band, uh, and so I had some expectations there. <laughs> but right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it. There's definite like uh, there there's some stuff that wasn't in the last album at all that yeah. uh, that uh, very much surprised me. Yeah, and we'll talk about the, the musically. It, it, there there are different ideas thrown in here. Uh, we'll talk about specific tracks, but yeah, there was there was uh, with collaborations with Dragon Force. Well, one of them, uh, and and it, it, it's it's the musically speaking, it's a di- it, it's like. All right, there was this crazy idea that we did, and we made an album of it like five years ago. Because because the album we listened to was a re-release uh, for the global market. It come out a while ago. Uh, this is a band that debuted. It's crazy, 2010. That was, that was six years ago at this point uh, was their debut, and that's when like their first songs came out. So it's like we think of the little girls, but that was six years ago when one of them was. Uh, one of them was 12 and the other two would like, you know, one of them was 13. The other two would like 11. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, so this was, this was like, okay, what works? Well, let's focus on that. And then it, it just created, it just focused in on being, still being diverse, still being a mix of uh, the J-pop uh, clean vocals with uh, heavy music of different, you know, different types uh, musically, if you come at this like expecting just a straight metal record, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, just, just be honest. Like, it's not a straight metal record. This is a, just a record of a bunch of different styles of heavy music. Uh, not all of them rock. <laughs> uh, mixed with a cl- with clean J-pop vocals and sometimes cutesy vo- oh, J-pop vocals, but mainly clean J-pop vocals. Uh, so yeah, but this time, and again, the, the, the difference being they, they found kind of their, what worked instead of a bunch of different tracks that they tried different things, they found a more cohesive album, but there's still diversity. Um, I'm not as good as explaining anything musically as you guys, so I'll, I'll give it to you guys. Patrick, how would you describe this album musically? Um, it was a sort of, I don't know, I don't know if I call it a pivot as much as a, step to the left or right whatever way power metal is from where they were uh power metal is best described as the music that uh that ronnie james dio mostly made (laughs) like very operatic vocals and and sort of a heavy thing that also like eventually in in modern metal got more heavily influenced by death metal but was like not so much about the the growling vocals so usually some guy who can really sing over music that's pretty death metally and uh if you've listened to modern power metal uh this is right up that alley and i think it actually suits them really well um if, you, if you're gonna have pretty vocals over really heavy music it kind of makes sense because it's it's you know something that's been done a little bit uh there's a there's also a, a weird amount of like vaguely industrial electronic stuff blended in a couple of times. And, and actually, again, it sort of makes sense if you're going to try to make a, a not metal record, a metal record. Uh, Cause it, again, this is, there's the, the whole J pop thing mixed in here. 
Yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah the, the industrial sound and like the metal sounds and it's uh, a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, Drew, what would be like the the themes and elements that caught your attention? How would you describe this album musically? Well, getting into it, it's still metal music fronted by a J-pop girl group. Um, if you're thinking you're going to deviate wildly from that, just think again. It's still baby metal. You're you're still entering the door. You have to sort of know that. Um, but it was fun the first time. But you said there was a pivot, and there was. Um, before, it was sort of that weird place in metal where, like, again, I'm not a huge fan of, but this trades some of that. Like uh, Swagger said, it gets into more of a vein of power metal. It was funny. Last night, I actually... Uh, tweeted out upon like writing my notes before the show that it reminded me of why I like bands like Camelot and Terry sauce and bands like that um, on more than a couple of tracks, especially the opener, which we you've alluded to has a dragon force connection there. If you couldn't tell by those guitars and the opening, but we'll get to that in, in due time. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like the overall variants a lot more on this one than the last one. The last one seemed like the metal music in the background was almost cookie cutter to a point. And this definitely did not feel like that at all. They had songs from sweeping grandiose power metal. They had like just chugga music in the background and they had, they had sea shanty Viking metal stuff, which Again, we'll get into and I love and I, I I I love that stuff, but we'll get into it. Um, it at times feels almost schizophrenic because it's jumping around a lot and it has a lot of different influences in it. But I think that for the band as a whole, um, this second record and them saying like this is where we're headed, this is what we want to try to do as a band. This is where we see the girls fitting into like this genre of music, this whole thing that we're doing, this is how we sort of see that going forward. Um, and it's not going to be for the quote unquote metal fan. It's going to be for someone who likes metal, but wants something fun and music. And I think that they can provide that. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett, what would be the themes and elements that caught your attention? Well, there, there's, there's a couple things that, uh, that, 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 stu- that really stood out to me. One of them being the, you know, extremely machine polished, laboratory grown uh, sound of Japanese pop vocals, and the uh, machine polished, laboratory grown sound of Dragon Force and uh, that style of heavy metal, where it's, it's very massaged in the studio, and it is the perfect take on every take. Like it's 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 put together. Every track is is down to the exact pitch and note and time that you would want it to be. You're not going to find a flub on this album. It it has been gone over with a fine tooth comb. Um, and you know, th- there are things about this album, you know, very common to heavy metal music 1990 and forward. Uh, the this uh, it, it if you're if you're into I guess it's power metal, although the, the, 
Ronnie James wouldn't be doing any of some of this stuff, but no, but it, 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 it has evolved from vocals. yes, it is it is the Beethoven of of heavy metal. Very it is grandiose. The, uh, yeah, uh, swords and armor don't feel out of place. That's yeah, kind like of rainbows in the dark. Uh, Dio wearing <laughs> armor, um, stuff like yes. Uh, this album uh, does some really weird things to bring together pop fans and metal fans through the composition because you can listen to it coming as a metal fan or I would assume if you're just into you know J-pop you can find something in here you're like wow that's that's got the, 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 the bits and pieces that I want to be together and somehow they compose those in a way that meshes way better than it probably ought to um it, it had a giant checklist of must have this amount of boodle deedle harmonies, must have, the, and they covered it. Um, but uh, by you know you get the two kinds of tropes together and you blend them together and you get something that is is kind of impressive in how they were able to execute it without with with more hits than misses um, in the in the way that uh, you, you sort of got uh, like. You, you've got your piano ballads. You've got your your uh, symphonic, uh, your strings behind uh, weird, like, very, very affected young Japanese lady pitch voice. But you, you're, you're, you're able to still get all of that, but you get pretty modern-sounding and fresh-sounding, uh, like, some really crazy licks. The, the drums were, were nuts. It's like... The I, I don't know how to rest drums. It's the I've, I'm an octopus. I've got a drumstick in every tentacle. I'm gonna beat on something. <laughs> I don't uh, know kind, this kind factually, but I would not be at all surprised if the drums were programmed. It's very very common in metal these days. Well, it, it at it, least it would be very maybe. very big feat for one person to play all of those drums. The, yeah, there time. are guys who can, but it would not surprise me to hear so that those, the drums. That, that given the production level of this, that they just decided to program the drums so they didn't have to find someone who could consistently play that tight. Hatsune Miku on the drums. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Maybe it, Shuhei played drums on this one. Yeah, Shuhei Yoshida on the drums. Shuhei Yoshida. Uh, hey, Shuhei, you want to come on the show? Because apparently you do every other show. Yes, yeah. apparently. Uh, apparently. Uh, remember that kid? Uh, yes, I do. Thank you, Petey. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, the only guy smiling because of that. Yeah. No, I got it. Uh, so yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, so we're talking about some some key tracks. So I'm gonna talk about some some key tracks. So uh, not key tracks, but key tracks. Uh, they're probably still the same thing. Uh, let's talk about some songs. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of songs. To, there's there's a, quite a few songs that all kind of jump around and do different things. Uh, there's something to talk about on every track, but like you talk about the opening track, uh, the, you know, do the record breakers thing, which I imagine we're all going to at least jump, uh, point out something about it. But yeah, the opening track is road of resistance. Uh, it's the song they did with, uh, with dragon force. And I believe it was on the last album we talked about, uh it was on the 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 kind of the reissue of the day debut album uh that wasn't originally part of the debut album uh because they did it recently and it it begins this album it kind of kicks things off a very familiar sound like 
uh swagger will probably expound on his like re immediate reaction when i told him about this album but uh so i'll let him say it but yeah it's definitely you get the sounds like hey it's, if you if you listen to this if you listen to this and thought hey is this dragon force yeah it is <laughs> or at least the the part that you notice that thing makes you think of dragon force is dragon force uh but oh, yeah, you're was, telling me the weird, crazy guitar parts may be Dragon Force in the song? Yes. Whoa. Possibly. Uh, other tracks that kind of zero on in, uh, I, what I consider the actual, because it, that is like an out, a song that existed on elsewhere in another album, kind of probably just kind of put on top. I consider it the real opener, Karate. Karate. Uh, karate is just a fun, cool song. Uh, it's 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 kind of a good hype song. It, it gets you excited. It gets you good in a in a in a kind of a a, a hyped up mood. Like it's it would make great some karate. music. Yeah, to 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 you know maybe it make a great entrance music for any kind of sport. You know, like a good walk up music for for baseball or something like that. Uh, I, I'm waiting for that to happen. Yes, that would Tell be fantastic. Or like, that wonder, like, it'd be, it'd be, you know, it'd be cool. Like, uh, if one of the, like the Japanese dudes that is in the league, like, uh, just walked up to that song. That'd be awesome. Uh, other like other songs to kind of really cool or that are really cool kind of to focus on. Uh, no rain, no rainbow. I think mainly because of how how the vocals shine on that one. They're really interesting, really cool, and. Uh, you get to see that kind of if you've listened to the debut and you listen to that you see like the the difference in in uh su chan's vocals and su, su uh, in su metal's vocals uh, it, it it's just the you see the kind of the maturity and of course it's it's very polished and it's very like best take but but it's still fantastic and cool to listen to and of course uh the the closer the one which is the the, the fan song because the fan club is called the one uh so it's like the that the hey fans you're awesome song uh and it's entirely in english uh which is which is kind of wild uh and, and kind of cool because they sing about how we're all we're all together we're all gonna get you know kick ass and we're in a sift we're all we're all one you know and, and it's fantastic um well I'll, I'll bring it to you guys uh, Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Uh, so I'll talk. I'll do the record breakers things. Talk about the opener because it's the the easiest one to talk to. Uh, easily the best thing Dragon Force has ever been involved with. Uh, everything that makes me hate them as a band, all the all like the tropes and the fact that they can't do it live, completely works in the context of a baby metal song. And and seriously, can 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 Herman Lee? Just go make fucking baby metal records and we never hear of Dragon Force ever again. Because fuck Dragon we, Force. We almost didn't hear of Dragon Force yeah. ever again. <laughs> yeah. I just, it, like, uh, my So I, I may have said this on the show before. Uh, I was pitched Dragon Force by someone as the next Iron Maiden. Like, they were going to be that good. And oh my god, were they the farthest thing from that. And yeah. Speaking yeah. of six years ago, six you years ago about was a long time ago. <laughs> yes. Twenty ten was a <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm yeah. still I'm still salty about how much Dragon Force okay. sucked. But, but I, I is, bet you are still salty. Yes, yes. Uh, forever. But, but we're not talking about Dragon Force. This, this I know. So, so I'm going to go back to this. So Road of Resistance uh, is fantastic. 
Uh, the vocals are really good. And uh, Sue Metal, the lead singer, whatever idol person who's the lead focal singer. point of the band. Vocals. Lead singer yeah. works. <laughs> Vocalist. Uh, like, I feel like is really came into her own. You know, she grew up a little bit. She got better at singing. She's got a little more. And, and it really embraces that whole, like, power metal thing. Because the problem with trying to do death metal when you don't have someone who growls is that it sounds like you want to do power metal but you're you're not like willing to embrace that and it just it it would always felt like it always felt like it was purposefully two things that don't go together whereas this feels a little more cohesive yeah i think Uh, this is more the the in j-pop j-pop in general has always been something that was created to accompany rock style music if you listen to a lot of J-pop songs, a lot of them are kind of rock, kind of like poppy rock songs or like pop punk songs. So, and they're they're clean and those. I think that's what makes it work with power metal. Uh, but yeah, as you were saying, and then uh, Amor or Amore, I don't know, uh, kind of kind of went down the down the route of that more sort of dragon forcey power metal thing, and it I it really like I enjoyed those more, and I and I the future I want of baby metal. Cause I think baby metal needs to continue to exist just if for no other reason, then it's weird. And it makes, it makes metal heads who take themselves too seriously, very angry. And I just, and that needs to tears. exist for that reason alone. And we get to taste their salty tears and drink them and sustain yes, ourselves just, on just them. trolling metal heads yes. is like, they need to go full on. Like the set should be a freaking castle. Everybody's got a sword and shield. And yeah. just go headlong yeah. into old school knights and shit power metal. That's did that's you? Me. If you look up the Road of Resistance live uh, like YouTube video, that's like eight minutes long. They come out with flags from arches that yes. have like red like symbols on them. Yeah. So, so they're clearly like like yeah, the stage is a super awesome. Yeah. Like I should show you the oh. the video for the one. The one they're they're in a little like LED pyramid. <laughs> they're, like it's an LED pyramid where they're like in a little inside the center of like the the open space, uh, kind of all p- p- facing three sides. I think it's like three by three, and like it's like all three, uh, and it's it's actually being dangled over the, the the stage and then it proceeds to be as they sing the song dangled over and floated over the rest like throughout the whole crowd like, like just That's floated dope. over the whole crowd it's awesome if it yeah. had if it had only three sides it wouldn't be a pyramid it would be a tetrahedron no no it was three so by three by three i don't know if it was a pyramid uh, it was total, a d4 yeah. Yeah, it was, this is it, a D4. if yeah. it's four-sided with triangles for sides that's a tetrahedron if if like four surfaces. If they don't play D and D on the bus, they are doing it wrong. That's yes. their fault. Yes. Um, they, someone is. Someone needs to get these kids into D and D. Like it's it, it, it. That's that sound in that world. I think suits what they do really well. Yeah. I will um, comment on the one because it was in English. Sue really shouldn't sing in English or should take some serious like pronunciation classes. She's a I great know, that's voice. Fun, no, no, but, never. No, but no, I, I no think Asian it's fine. Act ever needs to get good English. That's not that that takes away from the fun of it. As long because as you're an awful yeah. person. Yeah. I'm, I'm, if I'm you're okay gonna sing in English, English, like 
I'm okay it, with it. She did great. She did great oh, for half. My, half. my point is, better, as long as they know what the they... Around. Right. Is If they know the words that they are speaking, that's enough. Yeah. Like, I can't, if, like, if I anybody can't. is doing... Is okay. It could be German. It could be Japanese. It could be Chinese. If you're doing a song in English and you know what the English words mean, cool. Like, do we that love translation. The, we all love, as long as most all love scorpions. Accents are... There's nothing wrong with accents. I know. What I'm saying is, if in 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 the world of an album that has polished this much, that's the one polish to polish it a little further. Is is some? If we'll you're going to go disagree. that route, we'll agree if to you're disagree. You're going to go that route. That, that they have an accent, but, and I think it's fine. But we'll agree to disagree. It's not an accent. It's it's the words are said wrong, or something. Uh, I don't know. Ignore me. It's an I'm, accent. I'm wrong. <laughs> Say, say that to a British person, <laughs> or say that to like some. No, from no, the South. we we speak wrong by their standards, and they're not. I wrong. know, but it's just because we have a different accent. Uh, but yeah, but moving on, because we're going to get to the screen. Uh, moving on to uh, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, as you throw, uh, as you throw in the throw towel shit. for someone, <laughs> throwing rally towels around my room. Sorry. Um, <laughs> This might have been recorded during the NBA postseason. Yes. Um, so. Key tracks. Record breakers thing. Road of resistance. Um, we, can, we can make fun of the Dragon Force not being able to do it live without a backing track doing half of the guitar part. And that's fine. Right? Like, we can, we can, we can make fun of that. Right? And that's, that's great. But the, the guitar composition work in the studio has been pretty solid. I don't like them for other reasons. Um, mostly their rhythm section is bland. That's fixed in Road of Resistance. Um, this is this sort of like sweeping sort of fist pumpy stuff is... I like heavy metal that does that. And I'll go more into it in another song as well. But that sort of stuff, like I said, it reminds me of like the Camelots and the Terry Sauces and the I'm going to pump my fist and ride into a battle that doesn't exist, which probably will happen by rolling a D20, as we were joking yes. about like three minutes ago. Um, then Yava. Yava, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong and I don't care. Um, it took me by surprise um, because it sounded uh, way different right from the get go. It, it also had upstrokes. Um. Uh huh. Yeah. Hi, I'm the guy that likes ska music. I can see an upstroke coming from a mile away. Like five seconds in, I was like, "This is gonna get bouncy," and then it got bouncy. And like, if you can rock that sound in any genre, just like, oh no, it the tone is still metal, but fuck it, we're putting upstrokes in this because we wanna. Yeah. I'm cool with that. And then, and then the song that really did it for me, um, Meditaro, um, I have in all capital letters right at the beginning of my notes here, um, sailing the seven seas, pillaging and plundering, um, on your fist. Cause that's the, it's that, that like ridiculous, like Viking sea shanty thing that happens that I really like in, um, the style of metal. It is the, there are bands that do it uh, really great. The, you have Amon Amarth that has that sound in their music. A very different sound in vocals, 
if you go to listen to a Monomarth, let's let's point that out real quick. Um, Terry Sauce does that sort of thing. Ensifurum, again, very different sound in the vocals of all these bands. Um, but the music is it does it. The vocals do add something to me for that um, that I think is really cool. Usually have that sort of gruff vocal and having it be more pretty ends lends something that I think is kind of neat is a cool different layer. But I don't know. There's something about this song that was just fun. I'm driving home from work with my fist out the window looking to grab a sword and a shield that doesn't exist. Like it's having fun with metal is why metal should exist. Like if you take metal so seriously that it's like, you're one of those like black metal kids, like, like all the time, like I'm always super serious and I'm always so black. Like this isn't real. Go go die. Just go. When you fire bomb a church, go in after the fire, like just leave because this is, it's a fun song. You went a really dark way there, Drew. Knock it off. <laughs> That's not the Drew I like. <laughs> Look, um, I get, you're a man of the Lord. How dare you speak? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but, but, you know, those, those salty metal heads will be crying their tears uh, while black metal, while baby metal is selling out Wembley <laughs> Arena again. <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, uh, which they did. <laughs> It also set a record uh, for, I think, a record for merch sold at Wembley Arena. <laughs> really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? All right. We'll make this nice and easy. Um, karate. Um, the, the, the singing is fine. I was a little turned off by the brand of butt rock as guitar and drums. But, you know, I did giggle at the... the uh, stereotypic j-pop piano and vocals that found its way in there is like i was like okay we've got ourselves a pop album we got the piano and like the 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 sweet singing um that was that it was it was it was not offensive it was it was just a little different than what i thought um no rain no rainbow i've heard rock ballads before we all have but how many times have we heard rock ballads that had double bass pedal work going on the whole time okay and it that's all underneath some some orchestral strings um and then on top of that you you later on get this little dose of like uh ingve malmsteen-esque johann sebastian rock going on where it's all like uh where it's 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 all like you know well it's it's that classical piano stuff played on a guitar the 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 scales and that yeah it's it's what Mr. Malmsteen was getting at, but never really got. But yes, that he, there was that. And then other songs on the album that, that like stood out to me last night, like that, that were sort of similar in how they were put together, um, was, was Road of Resistance and Amore. Um, it's, it's, it is the, it is Dragon Force adjacent, but with better vocals. Um, because I think that, uh, everything's better than, that kind of vocals and this is this this the the drums again that they were they were the octopus playing a giant kit um but the guitars had that that quality uh where like it sounds like you're standing in the middle of an arcade with the ambient noises going around you get like your pac-man waka waka wakas and your and you, you get your and your uh your your awesome like very 
strange pitch sounds. You get the the, the, the pitch harmonics, the Floyd Rose gymnastics, uh, and all the boodle deedles that you could ever want, but they're all done in multi-part harmonies. Like, somebody had to sit down and, like, write all this stuff out. And there was, like, somebody had to be like, okay, we can't have everybody stepping on each other's toes. And, and just, like, I would like to see what the the written out on paper full orchestral uh, sheet music is for this and just see what the hell was going on there. Um, or I would like to see just what the drums were doing because on it, it's it mind-boggling because it's we're getting to the point where like music is 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 such a, a feat of dexterity and software is to a point where it doesn't sound like you know the drum machine from the they might be giants album that we listened to a couple weeks ago you know it's it, the things are getting so good but like the the album really did finish off like in my listening sitting last night at three in the morning before i finally put my last line of of note down like there's a lot of like there's there's it's like a wall of sound but it is it is not like an overwhelming hard to digest wall of sound and road of resistance is really one of the songs that really that yeah it stood out at me as like wow what the hell some somebody somebody's done some some fucking somebody's been to college for something yes like, <laughs> a university of some kind uh yeah that's for sure uh let's bring it back around the horn for some final thoughts uh patrick what will be your conclusive thoughts on this album as a whole um, I'm glad baby metal exists. Uh, this album doesn't have a song like Gimme Chocolate that I still go back and listen to pretty regularly because it just brings me great joy. But it made me not hate Dragon Force for like six minutes, and that was really impressive in my mind. Uh, like I said, if I'm if I'm part of the creative team, I think they should go full on crazy power metal with it and like even to the thematically really embrace that sound and and i hope they do because there's definitely signs that that might be where they're headed but either way it it makes uh it makes metalheads who take themselves too seriously angry and it makes the rest of us who just enjoy metal and can have a sense of humor about it happy for existing because it's weird and japan is japan is weird and it's good that the world has places that make weird stuff mm-hmm. uh drew what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album um, unlike uh, Pat here, I actually had the opposite thing happen, where I don't go back and listen to anything on the other baby metal record. It was cool, and I liked it while I was listening to it. And if somebody put it on, I wouldn't be mad about it. But it was sort of there when it was there. Whereas this, there's a couple of songs on this that I might actually like put into regular rotation. And the last one didn't have those for me. So in this, I very much um, want them to go more in this direction. The Road of Resistance, the Meta Taro, that that sort of stuff. Heck, even though Rainbow's like, it's, it's stuff that... If you like the metal tone and the metal sound of any type of metal, and you're a person that just wants to have a smile i think baby metal has something that you can listen to and put a smile on your face so. mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album? Um, well, you know, I, I, I can enjoy this album in passing. Uh, I'm obviously not the target audience. You know, I, I, I can only give a response to my personal experience with this album. I don't really, the, the, the cultural, like for, from whence it came and the, the audience, the, the domestic audience that they have for this, I don't know anything about, but I do know how songs work. And there's some really well-crafted music going on in this album. You don't need me to convince you. This is this is to many people a novelty. You're probably already more familiar with the music than I am if you're this far into the listening to this show. Um, and uh, you know this is this is something that I uh, really look forward to uh, seeing what goes on. I mean, for somebody to have been in any music group with uh, this much success over this long. You know, they could do whatever they want. I'm not going to tell them what to do. They could just keep it up, keep filling them stadiums, keep making them monies. Mm-hmm. And that's what they will continue to do. With I think it's 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 a really fun record. It's a really cool record. It has a lot of really cool things going for it. Uh, like we talk about, uh, like we have uh, you know in our in our language and how we talked about it. We talked about baby metal as a overall band. Uh, very very most commonly people talk about baby metal as those three girls. And then there's, you know, whatever is happening in the background. But I always think of, and as we always kind of even used our verb, I think of Baby Metal as this big creative project and this whole band. Uh, you know, you know, Kami Metal ha- uh, has its own name, but it, it, I think of it as the whole project as a whole with, uh, with, the, three, with the three young women uh, at this point uh, being the front women. Uh, and uh, young uh, uh, Suzuka Nakamoto, who his stage name is Sue Metal within this project, is just fantastic. She's she's 18 years old, which is crazy. Like, she started this group when she was like 12, 13. Like, uh, and I, re- I remember when like the the whole thing about reading up on them was the fact that she was gonna she uh graduated middle school and she was supposed to grad well she did graduate from the idol group this was born from and they just decided to keep going because you know it was succeeding so (laughs) it's like why stop this let's just keep doing it uh and and but now to think of that it's the the front women are an 18 year old and two 16 year olds uh that are growing so much as uh as vocalists and as performers and as dancers and uh you know the, not only is it, is, is, is it really cool and interesting to kind of see that it manifested itself in this album it, it's it's cool to, to imagine how it is going how it will be going forward like the possibility of uh suzuka uh getting a you know like going solo and doing her own thing musically and who knows what that will be if it will be a j-pop thing or if it will be a uh, a more more traditional metal thing, probably more a J-pop thing, but I'm I'm excited for either direction she decides to go to, uh, even though none of it will make it outside of Japan, because because Japan hates the world, it doesn't like to share, freaking J-pop. Uh, but you know I will, I will enjoy it while I have it. Uh, but yeah, this is a really cool sophomore effort, and it builds on cool things, and it and it change and it brings cool things together and and it and it's it's cool to see them grow and 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 i'm excited and it gets me excited and so much fun uh to jam too 
Uh, Does it make you excited, Petey? Are you excited? Yes. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. I'm about to. Lose Are you about to lose control? And I, I think, think I like, like it. it. Uh, yeah, baby mm-hmm. metal. Uh, so we got to our main. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have instant. Literally, I bought this at Best Buy. Like, <laughs> it's there. Super weird. Yes, it was just there, and they have they had more, <laughs> and it was in a special area. Yeah, there's a special area like tomorrow here. Tomorrow's artists today, and it's it's cool. You probably have it at work too, uh, Drew. Oh, probably, but I never, I barely it's ever like, check sales like unless bucks. I know I need something. It's like seven bucks. It's like I don't have to be out on the sales floor, so I'm usually not. CDs cost seven bucks now. Yeah, well, at least this one does. There's not much to it. It's not a very. It's not a K-pop record. It's not like a booklet and like a card and like you know. It's like, it's like a, a gloss signed glossy. Yeah, no, it's a folded piece of paper and a CD, <laughs> which is awesome. Baseball All right, cards. but that being said, uh, let's let's bring it home to our our main event. Uh, what y'all been waiting for? Our haiku reviews. Let's go with uh, the same order, because. We fear change. Patrick, what is your haiku? Happy to see them embrace the power metal. Needs armor and swords. Yes. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Not a sophomore slump. Growth from a band that seemed pure ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? A novel approach. To a really wild genre, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, of course, ooh, let me not forget my haiku: a great follow-up with a more cohesive sound. Suchan done grown up. Uh, yeah, those are our thoughts on baby metal. Uh, or, you know, too sweet, too too sweet. Yeah, bring up the fox. Did, Let us all did, too worship sweet, the fox be. god. Let us all worship the fox god. There, there we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, go check it out. It's, it will be on our Spotify playlist where you can listen at home. Uh, play Record Breakers, the home game. On that Spotify playlist uh, will be our next pick, and I believe that is uh, Patrick. Patrick, what do you got for us next week? So I realized, uh, despite the fact that we've been doing this for like two years, I haven't chosen this record yet, and it's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Cake and their album, Prolonging the Magic. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that next week. Listen along ahead of time so you're ready to agree or disagree with us as you see fit. What do we, what do we call that? What do we call that, Petey? Record Brick is the home game. That's uh, right. It is, uh, <laughs> it is titled almost got you started. Yes. <laughs> it is titled got, got your such. wheels spinning. Uh, it is titled as such. Uh, but yeah, that is it for us. You can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is a Hibbity Bibber at H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-A-B-B-R-D. I think I got those letters right. Yeah, something like that. Somewhere around it. Those letters were right. They might not have been in the right order. You figure it out yourself. True is at X, for X. I got that right. PD is at PD Rave. I'm PD. Yeah, <laughs> you're all fucked up now. All right, the show is at four record breakers. Four. That's the number of four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Rebelly TV on YouTube and Twitch and other things. Uh, go check us out. Uh, rebelly.net. 
all the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. PT Metal Death. Hey. That was beautiful, PD. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>